back. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Good. How you doing, Jason? I'm hanging in there. We made it another two weeks here. Another two weeks. We're on episode nine. Episode nine. That means uh, we are the into the fourth week. We are finishing at the time of this recording. We're finishing week number four in our um, fall twenty one semester. Fall twenty twenty one. Uh, looking so good so far. Uh, good class. I'm uh, not sure if we disclosed our our count last time, but 19 students this time around. And same as last semester, pretty much what we shook down to. We shook 19. down. We started last semester with 22. Shook down to 19. Uh, this year we started with 19. And uh, this is a good. We've got a good class. And what I mean by that is the attitudes are good. Uh, the desire to be here is good. And uh, we've had them out in the trucks now. Um, for about three weeks they've been in the trucks. We started off with just a little bit of no no trailers, just going forward, finding the first five gears, you know, stopping, you know, going up one through five again, finding those gears. I let them do that for a couple of days, and then we came and learned uh, learned about coupling. Well, we hooked on some trailers, and um, same thing, first five gears, let them get comfortable with that for a day or two, and then I set them around the track backwards on uh on Thursdays, we if, if we have time come Thursdays, we send them around backwards. So they did that. So now they know that the truck goes forward and they know it goes backwards. And after that, we started working on skills. So uh, right following that, we put uh, a couple of them up on our rodeo course. I'm not. I, I'm sure we've described our rodeo course in yep. another podcast. But it's a 10-station truck driving rodeo uh, event. It's their highest scored event of the entire semester. Uh, that rodeo course is worth more significantly more points than their final written test. It's um, worth almost double the amount of points as their biggest written project. So the rodeo course is a major thing around here. It's skills-based, and as you know, if you're listening to us, um, we, we are very adamant that the academic side is learned, but the skills are very, very important around here not sending anybody out into industry that can't actually drive a truck, handle a truck, or back a truck up. So anyway, we got them on the rodeo course, and then we set up stations for our offset and 90-degree backs, um, getting set up for uh, getting set up for the state testing. So we did that, and academically, I really left the students alone this last two weeks. Um, we did learn things here and there. Um, Tom, maybe you have to refresh my memory on some of the stuff that we learned, but I really left them alone in effort to study hard for their permits, and we tested out on permits. Uh, state, you know, went down to the DMV in in Alexandria here, and they tested for permits on Wednesday and Thursday of this week, and, and we're recording on Friday. So um, I'm happy to happy to report that our class A course, um, 17 of 19 people uh, have got permits. And then, uh, actually, I'm not even sure if we told you this on our last episode, but we're running a, a night course this time as well, and we are running a Class B course for our diesel technician students. Uh, only them. It's not open to the public, but we have 11 diesel tech students uh, in for our Class B course. They also tested for permits, and those guys are, are also... I, I um, didn't bring the paper here to, to into the recording room, but I do believe out of 11 that we have, I think, eight that have permits that's what i remember so now they're all going back on monday again is that right yeah those that yep. didn't make it are, are going back on monday even our class a guys are going back on monday they told me right so we should be batting about 100 percent come monday i'm hoping everybody's capable it's just a member uh, uh, a matter of 
the state questions are, are very tricky and we've talked about that before and, and I'm really disgusted with it but I I've only got one you know one life to live and I work we, we do what we do here and it takes up a lot of time I just don't have the time to go to the state and argue our point mm-hmm. with questions I want to and, and I might someday because those questions are some of them are very outdated and some of them are just I hate using the word it's a trick question but they are very misleading and, and easy to choose the wrong answer. Well, and, and that, and that came offer, up a few times too during, yeah. during the course of the week is, you know, this this could apply in this situation. So what's the right answer? And we pride ourselves on not teaching to the test, but um, with these questions, you almost have to rem- memorize the exact answer word for word in the book. And I don't know that that's the correct way it just it just seems arbitrary in a way right and yeah. i argued this point with uh, the state last go around and i was told i was told nothing i was told well that's the way it is and then basically i, I was basically told that's the way it is yeah and then there's no recourse for that unless of course i, I decided to step above the person that i went to who's a regional manager that i would step above her and and take it further and i and mm-hmm. i will at some point i want to but right um we also i, I know that I know the persona for working at school is, you know, we, we work half days and then we get all the vacations and holidays and weekends and stuff. But um, without exaggeration, I can tell you very easily, um, I work 12 hours a day, five days a week, and I'm here on Saturday and Sunday for anywhere from eight to 12 hours on a Saturday. And then um, Sundays I've got to come into if, if I need to. So I'm not saying it's a hard job or, or nothing like that. I like what I have and I'm very passionate about it. And I just happen to have time to, to work hard at it. But I, I am limited on the amount of time that I can fight with the state on, on questions. Right. So academically, we finished up permits. Um, pretty happy with our results on that. We're, we're probably batting uh, whatever that average is. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a math guy, but over 90% average on our um, completed permits. And they'll clean it up on Monday, Tuesday anyway. And Yep, I'm pretty pretty confident in the people that we're sending just a little glitch a little glitch here and there for most of them missed it by one really they i got so many messages saying i missed it by one i missed it by one so yeah that was kind of the deal um the weird thing is 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 we're already at being on the road yeah it just just feels like it came sooner this semester than last semester for whatever reason yeah it is week week four and we'll be on the road then um starting monday so week five we'll be on the road yep but really, we've got a short window there to train these guys because we I've got tests set up end of October and early November. So we're looking at... Tests meaning road, the, our road, road test. test and yep. uh, pre-trip, yep. So we have, let's see, just about six weeks to get these guys up to speed yeah. for driving back, you know, shifting, driving, backing up, doing their skills and passing that test. Right. And it, it goes quick. It always goes quick. It's like not enough time. Everybody thinks you can get this done quickly, and it's really, you know, when it comes down to it, we wish we had more time and more instructors and more resources for that matter. But yeah. it's, it's always a time issue. Um, so last week we had Brenny Transportation in, and um, Brenny, Brenny gives a great presentation. So a shout-out to Brenny. They're, they're semi-local to us, St. Joe, uh, Minnesota, and that, which is roughly an hour from a school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave a, they have a, they're a great place to work. They gave a, a great presentation. They have a lot of benefits. Um, they're really a benchmark around here, and they're a, a huge supporter of the school. So Huge um, supporter. Yeah. We're, we're very happy to have the partnership that we do and something that we definitely want to keep going. I'm glad I can have them in. I'm glad they came in early. 
uh, as far as the semester is concerned, because they're they're kind of the benchmark to to um, rate the rest of the uh, industry partners that we have in. So great to have Brenny in. Um, shout out to Brenny and, and Jeff Music for coming over. And um, they're looking for drivers. So if you want a good company to work for, look them up. Yeah, I don't want to spill the beans on everything that they offer. That's kind of their job to do that. I don't yep. want to take away their their thunder and lightning. But I can tell you that. Um, but by by comparison, there's not many or any many or any companies that will match what they are offering. Right. Especially the new guys and, and even seasoned guys. Um, okay, so that was last Friday. Glad to have them in. This week we had a twofer. Um, we had in Mason we, Brothers. We, we had a lot of company today. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we <laughs> more, did. <laughs> more than normal days. Yeah. Yeah, Mason Brothers. Mason Brothers came in this morning. Uh, they are also semi-local to us. They are a, a grocery, a like a local delivery grocery hauling outfit. They will haul dry goods, refrigerated goods, and frozen goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're located in Wilmer which is about an hour from us and uh we do have a form one of our former students from last semester uh started with them and, and is still over there is that wilmer or wadena i'm sorry wadena yeah yep. I, yep, yep. wadena um i get wadena is an hour away as well so yeah you know, uh, mason brothers out of wadena minnesota um a shout out to roland and danny for coming up really appreciate it um for a local uh, a local place that they pretty much run regionally yeah, the six-state area for the most part. Yep. So around here, our six-state area is Minnesota, North and South Dakota, uh, Wisconsin and Michigan, and a little bit of Iowa. So that's kind of our surrounding states. But they they really do have a good package to offer. Um, you know, they're again, I don't want to steal anybody's thunder, but um, I would I would stack them against anybody in their in in the type of hauling that they do. I would stack anybody else against them as far as pay benefits equipment um, time off retirement i mean they 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 measure up and they got a workout facility that's right just about like any gym you would find any you know chain type gym place and and with a pool oh and their groceries they got that side perk too Um, a lot of stuff is not outdated but they they call it what they say was near dated or whatever so they offer it up in the growth in their uh, family store yeah they got a company store whatever you can buy from they were saying they bought Heck did he say cornflakes or not cornflakes uh, captain crunch for a quarter or yeah, something, something like that like so that. you can yeah. save significantly yeah. on your grocery bill right uh so they were good and i'm very happy to have that partnership glad they were here and uh, well, that's got to be kind of nice just being you know catering to the mom and pop type chains you know and, and they're you know a few of them out there of course that do that but uh, yeah that's their niche was the mom and pop stuff they don't do much with the chain stores not not being into the big guys you can develop better relationships i think that way yep you know? and they did talk extensively about their ownership and uh, ownership uh, seems to be very very family oriented like they really they really care a lot of companies will say that not every company will do that right uh, but they were there was a lot of stories of let me tell you what the owner did in this situation let me tell you about the owner in this situation so right yeah very good they sound like they take care of their employees and they have that bakery they do their own baking there yep yeah yeah so shout out to roland and danny thanks for coming in it was a nice visit and then we had another visitor today too tom who was that that was burnix 
so they're uh, within north central Minnesota, and uh, it was Rick, Jason, and Kelly that came in. So Burnix with Burnix Pepsi. Burnix Pepsi, yep, that's correct. So they they haul Pepsi, of course, and any of the Pepsi products, but they also have a beer delivery service as well. Um, so that was pretty neat. And one of the things I thought was, um, I guess, took me back a little bit was you're used to seeing you know, like the old school beer trucks where they have the roll up doors on the sides and things like that. And uh, this company uses like the traditional 48 foot trailer. And the nice thing about it is they have that lift gate on the back end of the trailer. Plus they have the pallet jack. They also have the dolly. So, you know, maybe guys like Jason and I are old, old school truckers. They think of lumping these kegs around when you're talking beer, you know, and you're, you're physically carrying them and it's just not the case anymore. So while that work is still demanding because you're, you know, merchandising all of the stores when you bring that stuff in, um, at least they have the tools and the apparatuses that you need to be able to lump that stuff around. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they have those old roll-up door type trucks. I, I would reckon. I still see them. Yeah, I reckon they're still around, yeah. but uh, I reckon that's my age group you, right there. You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon they're still that's, around. That's your but, country speak going on there. <laughs> but they did. Uh, they showed up with it with a truck and trailer for show and tell, um, along with along with presenting to the class. They did show up with a truck, and we got to go out and do a little show and tell with their truck, yep. uh, where they where they you know took further questions and stuff, which was nice. Yep. Um, we got a chance to visit a little more one on one with um, with Kelly and with. Uh, with Jason and um, yeah, it was good. It was good all around. It was good for the students. It was good for us. I, I feel it was good for, uh, for, for Kelly, Jason and Rick with Burnix. I mean, yeah. I thought that was an all around good visit. This is the first time they've been up here. The first time I've had them invited in and I, I envision that as a, you know, that's, that's a pretty good relationship. One I'd probably like to hang on to. Yeah. It seemed like it was a lot of fun. I've delivered to them once before and, uh, so I'm kind of familiar with their outfit and operation. Uh, one of the things that they bring to the table as far as when we talk about a niche is, you know, being home every night. So between them and Mason Brothers, they, they have that home every night uh, mentality, want to get you back to your family. Um, but then on top of that, you're doing, in some cases, four-day work weeks, you know, maybe even um, three-day work weeks. Yeah, it sounded it sounded like Pepsi was pretty pretty much right on that. They weren't anxious to go over a four-day work week right um pretty well i believe guaranteed but i don't i don't want to say guarantee you know i don't want to i think they i think they pride themselves on getting you at least your 40 yeah for sure i guess yeah. uh 40 get four days and then uh, i i rec- reckon you reckon <laughs> yeah, i reckon if you want more that uh, <laughs> i do believe they said they'd give you more if you wanted it yep and mason brothers was similar the four-day work week sometimes three-day work week and, and again more if you wanted it but kind of a guaranteed 40 hours or somewhat guaranteed 40 hours and then during the um, on season which which for both of them would have been um, the summer summer months right so so thanks for mason brothers and uh, burnix to uh, come and grace us with their presence today i think it was a really good visit both both were good uh, presenters and and had a lot to uh to offer the students and i definitely ears perked up for mason brothers and definitely ears perked up for Pepsi, and, um, and I can assure you that we had further discussion after they left. So yeah, that, w- that was good stuff. And 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 to throw a shout in there for Brenny too. Brenny's an over-the-road company, and there are definitely I've got students that have already committed to going over there. They've already interviewed. Right. I mean, like they came in on Friday, and one of our guys went there and interviewed like either Friday or or the following Monday. Right. So they're they're in. But speaking of Pepsi. I remember you, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I 
on on air or in class um there was a story you told once seems about like pepsi. i do have a pepsi story and now is a good time to talk about it <laughs> um we told you we'd, we'd throw some stories into the podcast and um while tom and i are not professional speakers we're we're we know we're truck drivers and i think we've said that several times i know one of the things we want to do is share some of the things that have happened to us good good bad or indifferent and i do have a pepsi story it it, it, it when it was happening, it wasn't exactly funny, but um, now that I can, now that I've lived through it and got most of, you know, retained most of my um, backside chewing uh, is, has been over with, it's it's different now. So here's what happened. I went, the, the main, I guess, warehouse or distributor for Pepsi is in Burnsville, Minnesota, which is south of Minneapolis. Just, it's in the uh, metro area, just south of Minneapolis. And a company that I used to work for hauled a lot of Pepsi. Actually, the, the, I hauled a lot of Pepsi from that location to Burnix in in um, in Saint or pardon me in Wait Park where these where Burnix is located, along with other areas. But my first load at Pepsi, I went to Burnsville. I was driving a friend of mine's truck. Uh, it was his company, but he's a friend of mine, been a friend since high school, and he had a really nice truck, along uh, extended hood, Pete. Um, you know, owner operator spec'd out, very nice truck. Um, not something he would let anybody drive. This is kind of a thing that it was him him alone and and maybe maybe other people but like me you know it, it wasn't a thing for a lot of people and a matching painted painted to match trailer so it was a very nice unit and anyway so I got to Pepsi and you go through the gate and as soon as I got through the gate I was like oh boy this is really really tight in here now I'd been driving at that point for about 13 years so you know this is not new this is not difficult it's just I looked in there and went yep she's tight and so I got kind of um, turned around and, and backed into their dock, and I went, you know, got loaded and whatever that took, probably an hour, a couple hours to get loaded. And when I left, what I should have done is gone forward out of their dock and then taken a right, which would have led me right out of the gate that I came in, that, and that's how you get out. I didn't ask anybody, and I wasn't sure, and, um, you know, I'm a male, so I wasn't going to ask directions. <laughs> um <laughs> So what I thought you had to do is pull forward and go to the left, which would lead you up an incline, and and I thought you got out that way. I don't know why I thought that, but that's that was the setup. Uh, and that was pretty much the opposite direction than you came in, is what exactly you said, right? Exactly the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I did. I went out, pulled out of the dock, and went to the left up an incline. And as soon as I got up the incline, I was like, "Oh, this is this is more Pepsi property. Everything is in, enclosed by a chain link fence, and there's a great big warehouse up here. Wow, this is." This is not how you get out. Clearly, you get out the way you came in. So now i got to get turned around. Well, I was in the process of getting turned around, and, and it was very tight up there. The distance between the chain link fence and the building was, if, if that truck was you know, 70, 80 feet long, I had like 85, maybe 90 feet to work with. I did not have a lot of room to work around there. And, uh, and I was watching, so I started backing up, and I was watching the back end. I was watching the you know front end, so I didn't swing it into the fence, and I was watching the back end, so I didn't hit the building, and I again to watch the front end and, and get jimmied around and kind of jack that trailer around and, and then jack it again and again, trying to get, you know, turned. And I finally, I look like Austin Powers in that movie where he's got that cart thing in, in the hallway where he takes some 75 whatever, <laughs> you know, maneuvers to get it turned around, but I look like that. <laughs> Anyway, I finally got the I've thing turned around. I've had a couple around. spots like that. I think we all have. <laughs> I finally got it turned around, and I uh, I went out the gate. I got checked out, and I left. 
the halfway home, I got a phone call, and of course, I took the call. It was the boss. He says, "Hey, uh, did did you know you hit the building up there?" No, <laughs> no, I didn't know that I hit the building. I, I certainly didn't, you know, try to or mean to, and I didn't even know that I did. Well, as it turns out, I hit the building, and not only did I hit the building, I hit one of their garage doors. Um, and when I did, garage doors are on springs, so I, I hit it in the middle, folded it in half like a taco. The springs bounced it into the ceiling, and that set off the sprinkler system, in which case I flooded the warehouse, and I was informed of this on the way home. That was about $15,000 worth of Pepsi I, I wrecked, or Pepsi products. Um, a boss not real happy. <laughs> not to mention uh, the, the structure and resetting the alarm. Yeah, and they, not, redoing the sprinkler and... Not a great, uh, not a great time. <laughs> no. But I got home and I, I expected quite a uh, chewing, and um, actually I didn't get one. I was this was my boss and he was my friend and, and I met him in the when I got back to the yard I met him in the shop and I said geez yeah sure I'm sorry I, I you know it'll never happen again kind of a deal I can't believe I did that and I I felt remorseful then and I I still feel remorseful. Uh, but he said you know don't worry about it that's why we have insurance and he said let me tell you a story. And uh, he went on to tell tell me a story of something that he had done, and um, he actually had a m many years before that, and at another time he and I worked together before he owned his own company. Um, he was hauling. We worked for a flatbed company together, and he had a load of sheet steel, and he was coming through Indianapolis, and he came from uh, I forget which highway it is, 74. He came in on I 74 to the Indianapolis Loop which is 465, as he took that ramp, um, he's, he had strapped down that sheet steel, and as he took the ramp on, the sheet steel cut the straps, and he laid sheet steel across the highway and shut down the entire interstate on Friday of 4th of July weekend. So Ouch. I'm not the only one that makes mistakes. <laughs> yeah. um, we, all, we all do, and I tell my students that story in class, and I'm not, I'm not going to hide it from anybody. I think I'm, a, I'm a, I think I'm a pretty good truck driver, but I think I'm a pretty good truck driver because I've made mistakes like that and you learn you know you definitely learn from those experiences and truck driving i've always said is an active participation kind of a job or, or sport or whatever you want to call it you're going to do things you know if you're not doing something then you're not being productive at all and hopefully we just minimize those incidences and, and mistakes but that was that was that and and um something i'll never forget for sure and they probably won't either <laughs> no no probably not I got a few of those types of stories too, but thankfully we're, uh, you know, got a time limit and a time constraint here. So I'll have to save those for a different time. <laughs> that's a good one way to get out of it, Tom. Thanks. <laughs> no, we've all, we've all done it. If you know, there's maybe what 1% of drivers out there that maybe have never had an accident. No, nah, there's 0%. I mean, if you, I tell you what, if you're a driver listening to this and you've never, ever had any incident at all, ever, uh, you know, I, I don't know. E email me. E email us. <laughs> yes, please do that because we we, we want to pick you apart a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I've I've had uh, I've had others for sure, and I tell those to the class as well. Like I said, we we learn from that stuff, and um, you just do. You know, you just you, everybody goes through a learning curve. You didn't you didn't get out of the crib and know how to drive a truck. Right. There is a learning curve at some point in your life. Yep. So. Yep. And it humbles you real quick, doesn't oh, it? Oh yeah, right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure right away. <laughs> So Tom, other than my mistakes, um, I think we got other stuff to talk about today. What uh, what else do you got over there? Well, we have an email. Uh, Mark from Kansas City wrote in to us. Uh, says he's interested in a new career. He says he's applied to a few places, 
he doesn't want to do overland, overland driving. Rather do local deliveries is what he's looking for. Preferably food because he knows U.S. Foods is offering bonuses. Plus his roommate is a GM at a restaurant and says those jobs are great. Uh, he's been in the Army, contracted overseas, worked IT for like eight years. After that, he's been private security for two years, uh, but wants something different. Any ideas on local places that will train me? I've only ever driven Humvees and 12-ton trucks in the Army, and that was some 13 years ago. Anyway, thanks for any advice. Well, hey, uh, Mark, first of all, I'd like to say thanks for your service. Um, I'm also a vet. And it means something to me every time I get I get told thanks. So thank you for your service. I appreciate that. Um, secondly, I would say come here uh, to our school up at, in Alexandria, Minnesota. We've got cheap rooms up here for rent. Um, I don't know what the dorm costs, but I do know that we have as low as I've seen rooms as low as four hundred bucks a month. And remember, you're only here for four months, and we can get them contracted for uh, for the length of time that you're here. Um, also scholarships we just gave out oh, I forgot to talk about the other scholarship the other visitor we had today we gave out scholarships today in the amount of I don't even know just over five thousand yeah. dollars in scholarships close, that happened close to it yeah. yeah as soon as Pepsi left today we awarded five just over five thousand dollars in scholarships to a few students uh, anyway I would say come here we, we have boy it's it sounds you know I don't, I don't know it sounds not great when I say this but we're the best in Minnesota and I, I truly believe that Tom and I put a lot of effort into this program and and we um and we mean it you know we, we we care that you guys succeed all of you but if i could encourage you to come up here i would um, we can get you a room and then we can get you some scholarships so if you can make it up here i'd say come here i don't know what is local to you in kansas city um, and third uh, let's talk about local versus over the road options um, you said you want to your email says you are looking for local delivery i understand the being home every night aspect of trucking but I just want to—I just want to say—keep this in mind. Over the road trucking. I mean, it can be this job where you're out for two, three, four weeks at a time, or a month or two months at a time. Those jobs still exist. But companies also realize that they're losing drivers because no one wants to stay out that long anymore. Right? I don't know if they ever did. Um, every company—I've been driving about 20 years—and every company that I've ever worked for has gotten me home in a week. Um, I, I love being over the road, but I go out, I come back, I take my couple days off, and then I go out and come back again. And I can basically get anywhere. Well, the, <laughs> I, I did this in a little bit different era, but keep in mind that I was on paper logs. So you could basically get anywhere in the country in two, you know, from central Minnesota, you can get anywhere you want in two days and back again in, in another couple of days. So you were out for roughly four or five days and then took a couple off. Um, paper logs, not, not that I'm a complete cheater here, but, you know, paper, paper versus electronic logs are just a... Uh, a little bit different constraint um so local jobs i would say if you're looking at schools first of all i would recommend a community college to go to and not just because that's where i work but if you go to a company to get trained you are obligated to that company like they that yes they'll train you but you have to stay there for a year or two years or whatever their commitment is if you leave like say you were there you took their training and six months later you went geez i don't like this company i don't want to work there they're still going to bill you. You didn't get out of that for free, right? They're still going to bill you. Like you're not, I don't know how they're going to bill you. I don't know if they take you to court. I don't know if they take your last paycheck. I don't know what they do, but you're not getting away for free. That's one thing I do know. So I would say look up a community college. You're a, you're a free agent at that point. Um, you, you can go anywhere. You, yes, they're going to 
you know, you're going to pay to go there, which remember, you're going to pay if you're doing it through a company as well. But if you can pay and get some scholarships or workforce, you know, in our case, it'd be workforce development dollars. Uh, sometimes you can get a lot of your uh, tuition paid for or subsidized. So look into, look into that option. Um, well, now when we start talking about local versus over-the-road options, it, it is nice to be home every night if that's what you want. And I tell my class, every, I tell every class, you have choices to make. If you want to be home every night, it comes with lesser income. But income isn't the top priority for everybody. It might maybe maybe family time and kids are, are more of a priority than, than the money you make right now. Um, in that case, you are going to want something probably local, and there's no there's no problem with that. But realize that there's local jobs and and regional jobs, and um, and the over the road option. Now, the over the road stuff it can be over the road, like I like for weeks or months at a time. It can it can be a week at a time, and I'm going to give you an example for one of my other industry partners here. We work with a place called Haverlines, uh, which is a fairly large company located in. Uh, Superior, Wisconsin. I believe they're running around 500 trucks right now. Haverlines, while they're based out of Superior, Wisconsin, most of their, I don't want to say most of, they have a lot of freight that comes out of northern Minnesota. And they what they did is built a hub or bought a hub in, uh, I believe, Fort Wayne, Indiana, or close by. So, so I forget where it's at exactly, but it's south of Chicago. And what it, essentially what that means is that's about a day run. So you can go down there in a day and what they'll do is swap a trailer because some of their drivers live in Minnesota, some of their drivers live in Kansas, some of their drivers live in Florida, some of the drivers live in Texas, right? They're from all over. So just for this example, let's say you took a load of ceiling tiles from uh, northern Minnesota to their, their s- south of Chicago location and you met another driver and that guy had oranges from Florida. Well, he's got about two days to get up to, to that area. You got about a day to get down, but you guys swap trailers. So you would be one day out and one day back, but you're still an over-the-road driver, and you still deliver those oranges from Florida, right? And that other guy, he took two days to get from, you know, say he was in southern Florida and made it to that location south of Chicago. He had a two-day there and two days back. All you guys did was swap trailers, but the product, those ceiling tiles in this case, moved down to Florida. So you're still moving the same amount of goods, but but the commitment to being out is much less. Now, Haverlines also, not only did they do that with that location, they bought another location in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. And if you think about Des Moines, Iowa and the rest of the country, Des Moines, Iowa is central located, right on right smack in the middle, north and south on I-35 and smack in the middle of the country, east and west on, on I-80. And they have a location there for the same exact reason. They can, they can bring their freight there and they can have drivers shuttle um, basically shuttle freight like that and they can move their goods and, and make their money and get their you know stuff delivered but the driver commitment is a day out and a day back or a couple days out and a couple days back now you could you can work for them and be gone for three weeks at a time if you want to you can work for them and be gone for a week at a time if you want to either way they're an over-the-road company you could go a day out and a day back either way it's an over-the-road company you see what I'm saying so don't pigeonhole yourself into local only. Um, research your options. Check out your local colleges. Um, would be my first. Or w- would be one bit of advice. And another thing would be research the school you're going to go to. Don't take your quickest, you know, cheapest place because you're going to get what you pay for. Our course up here is a semester long. Um, we're running about I think forty-seven hundred dollars for tuition. 
Um, we're, we're right in there as far as tuition versus anybody else in the state. Um, a little lower than some, actually. Probably a little higher than some, too, but I, I know that we're right in there. It's a semester in length, and we will teach you every skill that I can pack into a 16-week semester. Like I said earlier, we have the rodeo course. We do a academically. You're going to know what you need to know about logs, um, paper logs, and, and the e-logs. You're going to know trip planning. We're going to read maps. We're going to read, in, in our case, we're going to read Min the Minnesota Gazetteer, which is basically every road in Minnesota. Um, you're going to know how to do stuff when you leave here. Your, your next employer is definitely going to want that. Yep. And, and speaking of, maybe you could use your G, if you're a vet, maybe you could use your GI Bill. I'm not quite sure uh, in that area or here. Um, I'd have to look into it for you up here. But I'd, I'd welcome you to come here, Mark. I really would. And we'd, we'd like to, you know, like to help you out if we can. Um, if, if you choose not to come up here, I understand Kansas City is a long way from Minnesota. But um, make the best choices you can in that area. Yep. And if you have more uh, questions, shoot us another email because we'd be happy to uh, expand on that a little bit more if you have more more to ask yep sure can and, and if you're uh, again research the place you're going to go to school at make sure that they have things like like we do um we we bring in different vendors or i don't call them vendors we different industry partners every week you can have a you should have a smorgasbord of of places to go work for i mean you, you already have that but you should make educated decisions on where you're going to work because you had mentioned in your email i think cisco I'm, I'm looking over it right now. Uh, his roommate, uh, his roommate right. was a GM with Cisco. Okay. Or not Cisco, but uh, U.S. Foods. Sure. Um, you know, we've got there, there's a lot. You know, don't don't say, oh, that's the only one. You know, there's a lot of places that are hiring that that do that exact niche. You know, like the place we had in today, Mason Brothers. They do exactly what U.S. Foods does. Stay away from. My advice would be kind of stay away from some of the bigger mega carriers. You don't want to be treated like a number. Um, find some of those more local family-owned places, get treated like a person. They're going to realize when, when your kids have, you know, birthdays and, and when they get sick and when they want to go to the Christmas play and all that stuff, uh, much easier to deal with a local family-owned place than, than it's going to be to be a number and be left out, you know, kind of stuck out to dry, if you will. Uh, so, Mark, thanks for thanks for writing in. We'll be happy to answer further questions. Anybody else that's out there, we're, we're um, excited to get these emails and, and answer stuff for you. Um, anything that we can do to help out. We're not just here for, for us. We're here for the, the good of the community, the good of the truck driving community. So this isn't just um, how well Tom and I can do or our school can do. We want, we're out there for kind of everybody. Um, I wanted to hit on, scholar, on those scholarships one more time. We awarded, I think, very, if I remember the number right, it was $5,350 uh, today in scholarships. And I wanted to mention where some of those dollars came from. Um, I, the industry partners that I work with uh, donate generously, um, and that's not all of our scholarship money, actually. That's, that's about half of our scholarship money because we've got, remember, we, we get this money in, and then we have two semesters to award it. So this semester was just over 5000 and next semester I'll have about an equal amount. And I want to um, say thank you publicly to Brenning Transportation. They gave a, a significant chunk of that. Um, and, and also the Workforce Center, um, this is a Workforce Center scholarship or a partnership with Workforce Centers. Um, our school in total, I don't remember the, the huge dollar amount that we had, but it was like half a million bucks for the school. Um, our, our piece of that pie was, um, I believe, between ten dollars and $20,000. I don't remember the number exactly, but we do have scholarship money out there, and I really want to um, thank our industry partners that, that help with that and the workforce development stuff. So that's, that's really awesome. And then um, 
also we had one uh, another 350 of that of those dollars came from the program itself so uh, we we support our we support our own so thanks to all all of that and i guess with that tom what what more do you got for us well just uh put out our uh, outlets that we can be contacted at um the first one of course youtube you can find us at alexandria technical and community college on youtube that's where our youtube channel is and also on facebook you can find us listed under professional truck driver uh from there uh any of your major podcasts you're obviously listening to this one right now but our our primary host is spotify there and then of course any further questions that you have you can email us uh, professional truck driver at alextech.edu. Yeah, I, I think that's about it, Jason. That's uh, episode number nine, um, wrapping up, and we'll see you guys probably in another two weeks and have some more information from you and kind of give you some insight where we're at with that simulator. We didn't talk about it much today, but we got some uh, exciting results from that over the last couple of weeks since we last talked to you. Sure do. Yeah, we'll have some more stuff to talk about here in a couple of weeks. So I I appreciate y'all joining us and um, spread the word. We're looking to you know, expand our podcast out to the um, out to the industry. Let us know what, what we're doing right. Let us know what we're not doing right and we'll fix it. And um, thanks again for listening. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. See you later, everybody. <laughs>